Good morning. Welcome to the daily Bible reading for Banding Together. This short overview of each chapter will provide fresh insight and context as you read the chapter, listen to the Holy Spirit, and walk in faithful obedience. This process, combined with gathering weekly in a discipleship group, will transform your walk with God and help you live on mission. So how will God speak to you today? Let's dive in. Well, good morning. My name is John West, and today we will be looking at Psalm 25. So grab a Bible and a journal, and let's dive in. The book of Psalms was originally written in Hebrew. And while the English alphabet has 26 letters, the Hebrew alphabet is only comprised of 22. And what's interesting about Psalm 25 is the fact that it also has 22 verses. And every verse begins with a different successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So, for example, verse 1 begins with the Hebrew letter Aleph. Verse 2 starts with the Hebrew letter Bet. Verse 3 with the Hebrew letter Vet, and so on. And this is called an acrostic. In the entire book of the Psalms, there are eight acrostics, Psalm 25 being the very first. And not only is this psalm unique in the fact that it is an acrostic, but it also provides instruction for those who have fallen into sin. So if I were to title this psalm, I would probably call it the ABCs of praying after you sin. And this is tough. (laughs) We have all fallen. We've all fallen short. We've all experienced the shame and the guilt of sin, and the lingering effects can follow us long after they've been committed. Many times we're racked with shame and guilt over what we've done. In the novel, The Scarlet Letter, we read the story of a woman who commits adultery while her husband is away and then later bears a child. She lives in this strict Puritan community, and as punishment for her sin, she's required to wear a scarlet A around her neck for adultery. Furthermore, Everywhere she walks through the streets, a drummer boy announces her presence to a very disapproving public. In the same way, David has sinned in Psalm 25. And not only do his friends heap shame upon him, but his enemies also hate him. He takes it from both sides and he begs God, Lord, take away my shame. At the beginning of the psalm, in verse 2, he writes, Do not let me be put to shame. And then at the end of the psalm, in verse 20, he says the exact same thing. Lord, do not let me be put to shame. How should we pray after we sin? That is the point of this psalm. It's an example for us to follow. I remember a time in college when I began to stray I was caught in a vicious cycle, falling into sin on the weekend, and then experiencing the conviction of the Spirit on Sunday, and repenting, and so on and so forth. This pattern went on for weeks and months, and then finally one Sunday afternoon, I was driving back to campus, and I broke down in tears, and my prayer felt very much like Psalm 25. It moved me from crying out to God to then meditating on his goodness to asking him for forgiveness to thanking him for his grace to feeling convicted and then finally free. And in much the same way, 
Psalm 25 meanders from prayer to meditation and back to prayer, back to meditation on who God is. So this psalm, 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, 22 verses, an acrostic, and right in the middle at verse 11, a primary request. David prays, For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. It's an intensely personal psalm that ends with almost what feels like a footnote or later edition when David asks God to do the same for all of Israel. Today, as you take extra time to read this chapter, listen for the Spirit's voice, and then turn to a fresh page in your journal and use the soap process of scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And then don't forget the final S. Share with someone else how God spoke to you today. Thanks for joining us.